0: Have your Bible with you. Do you turn your Bible to Book of Matthew? Documented a wonderful story that I would like for us to uh, talk about in the next few moments. Oh, there it is. Would you stand with me? Let us read together. <clears throat> if you don't hear my voice, please continue to read people stand next to you they love hearing your voice read the scripture you have a wonderful voice and by the way for those of you who are joining us online you can read out loud too in your kitchen okay your cat might like to hear you read the scripture if you can see the screen say amen let us read together if your brother sins against you go and rebuke him in private if he listen to you you have one your brother but if you won't listen take one or two with more with you so that by the testimony of two or three witnesses every fact may be established if he pay no attention to them tell the church but if he doesn't pay attention even to the church let him be like an unbeliever and a tax collector to you for this reason the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who wanted to settle accounts with his slaves. When he began to settle accounts, one who owed 10,000 talents was brought before him. Since he had no way to pay it back, his master commanded that he and his wife, his children, and everything he had be sold to pay the debt. At this, the slave fell face down before him and said, Be patient with me. And I will pay you everything. Then the master of the slave had compassion, released him, and forgave him the loan. But then the slave went out and found one of his fellow slaves who owed him 10 denarii. He grabbed him and started joking him and said, Pay what you owe. went and reported to their master everything that had happened. Then after he had summoned him, his master said to him, you wicked slave, I forgave you all the debt because you begged me. Shouldn't you also have mercy on your fellow slave as I have mercy on you? And his master got angry. And handed him over to the tailor to be tortured until he could pay everything that he was owed. So my heavenly father will also do to you if each of you does not forgive his brother from his heart. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Almighty God for the next few moments, I ask now that you use me if and when it's necessary. Remove anything that might stand on our way. being moved being redeemed wake us up to a brand new reality that this is your idea a brilliant idea the best idea to send us to this space and time to this parish to do your work a work of forgiveness mercy a work of love be with us now speak Help us to listen. It is in your mighty name Jesus Christ we pray. Somebody say amen. amen. The necessity of forgiveness. The necessity of forgiveness. Now, let me just dare to ask when your people get tired of talking about forgiveness. Somebody say amen. amen. That's about one and a half of you. The rest of you we might we might have to stay on forgiveness for a little longer. Uh, because there is, there is a place where Mark and I truly believe in our thoughts and our reflection and our prayer and our um, uh, dream for our future together, that this is a place that we all need, a place of healing. And in order to get to the place of healing and place of joy, and, and if, if all of our life that all that we want to when we get there, I remember, I remember a, a young man in his 80s say this when I was young, I always uh, lead with force. But when I get older, when I get older, when the grandkids and great grandkids come over, they, the most often phrase that I say, please. Let's have some peace in the house, because there's always something, and, and it seems like uh, later in our life, this is the thing that we want. We want peace, peace from noise, peace from activities, peace from thoughts, peace from history, peace from future. We we all want peace, and I've seen it. You have seen it. Many many folks. The uh, dealing with mortality, it, it is really, really a challenge when you cannot find peace. Isn't it true? Isn't it true when our children and grandchildren, when they are not feeling well? It is how we gauge whether we can move on or whether we can go to the hospital is find out how is their little body. Are they still? Are they at peace? Because if they're not, we got to do something. We find ourselves, we find ourselves here with a story, it's a very familiar story, but I want to uh, take a few moments to talk about three big things in this story. A story about this, this king, this king who uh, operates his kingdom, he rule, he guide, he direct Caesar. Uh, he, 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 is, he is somebody who have so much power And when he directs, he direct, And no, no wonder why he gets so much Because he sees everything That's why they call him Caesar Because he has so much to do with his life In his term, in his time, in the ancient time Everything in the government that happened It is out of Caesar's pocket there were no government system to pay people when they work or take care of the poor. It is out of the king's pocket to do this work. And here's this king who has somebody we are told that is a servant. Really, really, uh, theologians talk about the servant. When when we think about the servant, we talk. We think about the cook. We think about um, you know. A driver, Miss Stacy. I mean, we, when we think about a servant, we think about somebody that doesn't have anything. Somebody we owe. Somebody we tell them when to come and when to leave. But this is different. To really understand the context of this scripture, this servant, I mean, the, and, and why it's different is the amount of the money he owe. Just think about that. Can a servant owe that much money? In a currency of today, the translation uh, theologian uh, studied this. It depends whether it is coal or silver. It's about a trillion dollars that he owed. Can a servant, how much, to really appreciate how much of the task that this king had to face, is the thing about the amount that he forgave. It's a, and so, so, what he was, a servant, he was a like a district superintendent Okay, a district superintendent is an extension of the bishop's office So this servant is another king in another territory Who have that kind of authority of a king So it's not really a servant as we thought about it You follow me so far? And so, and so this servant done something that he's not supposed to do Three things I want for us to consider in this story. The first thing is, in order for us to forgive, we have to have pity on people. We have to have pity on other people. The second thing is to forgive. Just simply forgive. The third thing is, is to let it go. Have pity, forgive, cancel the debt, and let it go. Have pity, cancel the debt and let it go. Have pity. It is a fascinating thing to really have pity on people. When, when I talk about it, it's really, really difficult. It's difficult to have pity on people when they mismanage or when corruption happened in our relationship with other people. It is a, um, last night I was here, uh, I joined a little group of uh, leaders from, from, uh, from back in the island in Tonga, uh that um, where my my folks on my father's side came from if you see the map of tonga the main island there is a uh, there's a big big land and come around let me draw this it's a big land they come around and there is a loop like that and there and there are little land like a little string here and this little part of the land that's where my my folks from. When the tsunami happened, that little part faced where uh, the volcano eruption come from. And because this little part is so thin, people cannot run. If they run so fast, they will, the, the wave gonna catch them. So they had to run to the big part of the land. And so leaders from all over the world, from Australia, from New Zealand, from here, from England, from Europe, uh, a few of us get together and we were doing a Zoom meeting last night. So trying try to figure out how can we help our folks so that they have a place. At least they can buy times. And one of the things that we come up with is build a community center. This is a brand new idea for the Tobin people, a community center. So if people need to run to a place and we build two stories place, uh, high enough if the wave come, they can open up the second stories and they can be there for a while, depending on the, the nature of the disaster. One of the concerns is always, it's always a concern. I didn't really understand this until the last time I went home. This idea of corruption, I shared with you when I was at home. One of the concerns from leaders here is, is how to manage the money. Here's a leader who have relationship with other companies and he say he's gonna go and ask companies to, to consider this, this project, maybe they can donate, do that. And, uh, and he say, um, we need to really pay attention to the money. Corruption. When I was at home last time, I told you when, when the container arrived, the law had been changed so before we sent the container everything duty-free by the time i got there in june they changed the law everything pay and when i got over there i didn't have enough money to pay for all the contents that was inside the container so the people at the um, um, uh, and these um, the government department, they try to put the, uh, the value to all the contents that we put in this container. It come up to $6,000. And they were looking at me. I'm the one who's dealing with this deal. And I look at these people and I say, look, I can't pay that. But here's the deal. I told all the Tongan people out there that this thing is free. And their little money, they spend it on purchasing these things. If we're gonna pay this, guess who's gonna pay for it? The people over here gonna call their family over there. Not only, I have a congregation that I deal with that furnish most of this money. I cannot go back to them and tell them because that'll be a lie. I told them this thing is gonna be free. And, 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 so, and so this kind of conversation, while this happened, I'm looking around because I'm an alumni of a school that one of the things that trio to us, all boys boarding school, Methodist all boys school, trio to us that we need a chair in every office in the country. We need an alumni in there for such a case as this. Because when you're there and you need, all you have to do is look for an alumni and alumni will help you. When I was at home, it was a fantastic idea. It's great. You see an alumni, you ask them, and then it's so appreciating, you give him a bucks or two or 10 or five. It was not until this time I got home and I realized I had been uh, enabling corruption by putting this little money underneath. I, I, thought, I thought it was a great thing, showing appreciation. And, and, and I got home and sliding, you know, a little cash on the side of, of appreciation for help. It's how living here, I realized this is the enablement of corruption. is sliding the little money under the table. But that is how we function as we grow up. Two different perspectives. Here is this slave coming to the king and he owes so much money and the king say get out all the family we're gonna sell them to pay for all of this and then he begged for it the Greek words will have pity on him or other translations say have compassion is this this word the root word it really means to your heart went out to him. You get me? And we have the idea when you say, My heart goes out. It literally means transplant of your heart. Take your heart and put it on the other side. To really have forgiveness on other people when things like this happen, yours and mine's heart have to go out. Because here's the truth. If you have the opportunity to do what this slave did, you would have done it because you are human being. We are all capable of doing such work. I always ask people when this kind of conflict happen, do you think you're better than the other person that you're really mad at? No, you're not. You and I, nothing more than a glorified dirt. That's how we created created. It. it was just a pile of dirt. Then we become at the end of the day we are all the same in order the first step to forgive other people we have to identify with those people I remember when I was uh, in Disney way back I was just walking around buying sometimes and there was somebody who draw your picture I was young then I had hair and you, and, you know, and you know when those, those people draw your picture. Have, have you ever got your picture drawn by someone else? Yeah? One or two of you. What they do, what they do, they take a picture of you and blow it out of proportion. I didn't know my nose was that big until I look at that picture. I was not that happy. I didn't know that my head was that round until I really look at that. To stay angry at other people... Is to have the idea. I cannot really say that word. I practice all week. Caricature. yeah, something like that. You, you diminish. Look, look at, look at this. Look at this guy. Look at this quote. Because I think this really get at it. Let us read it together forgiveness flounder because I exclude the enemy from the community of humans even as I exclude myself from the community of sinners this is why we are not able to forgive other people have you ever heard somebody (laughs) lie to you and you confront him and then and then and then the character become more she is such a liar she's just a liar and if you ask, if you ask, Sione, have you ever lied? Yeah, I have. But it was complex. There was context. I'm 3 dimensional The other person is just a single, you know. It's, that's how we enable ourselves to stay angry at people. Because we take them out of, you know, of the community Of humanity and we take ourselves Out of the community of sinners and so We have the power If we can stay As long as we want to be Angry at one another when we are In authority we are In power as long as you look down On other people Ooh, I heard it before He's just from the island he doesn't know any better I heard it before I heard it Because that is how we keep ourselves in this place. Well, cancel the debt. To cancel the debt, you really have to cancel the debt. It's just to say, let it go. Cancel. To cancel the debt is to take the risk of paying the debt. Look at me. I mean, some kids come up to me and was like, you are so big. And some kids whisper, he's so fat they just don't know I'm both (laughs) there have been a couple times there have been a couple times like this guy I don't know there were two things the slave is a mismanage of the fund or is corruption there have been times I mismanage my weight no corruption It's just mismanage I remember we, we went, it was a, a little church thing. We went to somebody's house, and there was a young lady there. I was still single then. There was a young lady there. That I, I was like, well, you know, I, there was a little stars there flying all over the place. And I remember it was one of those moments. I mismanaged my weight. I woke up to the couch, and I didn't just sit properly. I just threw my weight in there. Broke the thing. <laughs> and I said, don't worry. I i want to pay for it. And the guy who owned the house said, No, don't worry. I mismanaged my weight. It was not corruption. When there is a loss, there's always somebody who pays. When there is a loss, there's always somebody who pays. Either the one who caused the loss or the one who received it. In this case, from God's point of view, he paid the debt. The king here, at the risk of his government, at the risk of his operation, at the risk of everything that he was doing, he canceled a trillion dollars owed by this other king. In order for us, in order for us to move on with our life, we simply have to cancel the debt. Cancel the debt And what we do with that We just have to let go Cancel the debt let it go And so the king simply say Well let it go <laughs> He went it. he happened Let that dude go He went because <clears throat> He owed his own company He went and get somebody Who looked just like him Dumped just like him Smelled just like him Choked the guy you see what I'm talking about? Taking that character, taking out of the community of humanity and, and make sure that he is out of the community of sins. So when we are so angry, we are so self-righteous, we are so right, and, and it's really, really hard when we are wrong, because we want justice instead of mercy. But we can have both. You can have justice and mercy. If a husband beat the wife, she must forgive the husband and put him in jail. That is when you have justice and mercy happen at the same time. It's not either or. That is not vengeance. It is justice. Put the do in jail, lock and throw the key. And let him work with God and figure out. And here is the king simply saying, Here's the good news, brothers and sisters. Here's the good news. You and I have been canceled a tremendous debt by the cross. And like this king simply asked, wouldn't you be the most gracious person ever? A trillion dollar you owe. Can can, can you imagine the conversation in this parish and beyond? There is no more gracious people than the people who gather in their corner over there or John Wesley and Menden Road. And the conversation will go will go. Because oh oh those people. Yeah, they might not know your name. But those people might talk about a God that you talk about and a God you serve, a God that you so. Want to be like, and you do what that God does. I visited homeless people yesterday, and I visited with one of my homeless friends. And he said, "Big dude, that's that's what I'm known for." I need uh, uh, a pair of shoes. These shoes are really cold. My toes. And I said, "I don't have shoes." And out of, you know, my mouth just ran out most of the time before I really think. I said, well, what size do you have? 10. And he stuck with me. On my way home, I was like, on, oh, I have to go find size 10. This is 14 wide. <laughs> so I put it on Facebook. I was like, I need a pair of shoes, size 10. One of my outdoor friends needed. And a little word scroll across the screen. The screen simply say, expect two bear shoes coming for you tomorrow. Why? God had penciled your tremendous debt, my tremendous debt. And this is what it looked like on the other side of forgiveness. That we become so compassionate. Of people. When we stay angry, we will be like this. Just in case you don't know, Frederick Pickner put it this way, and it's fascinating. Can you read this with me? Of the seven deadly sins, anger is possibly the most fun. To lick your wounds, to smack your lips over grievances long past, to roll over your tongue. The prospect of Peter confrontation still to come, to savor to the last toothsome some muscle. Both the pain you are giving and the pain you are to give back. In many ways, it is a feast fit for a king. The chief drawback is that what you are wolfing down is yourself. The skeleton and the feast. It's you. As long as we stay angry at one another. Dehumanize one another. To really escape. The skeleton at the feast. Is to realize. It's already done on the cross. We have nothing else to feast on but grace. In the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So God, we thank you for the opportunity for us just to give back. We have spent a lot of time dehumanizing one another, justifying our anger so we can still be powerful. But then we turn out and look like someone else. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. It is in your name, Jesus Christ, we pray.